Welcome to the Bloomprint Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Sangarides, but you, my friend, can call me Elle. I'm a wedding and event florist, multi-six-figure business owner, and floral mentor here to help you create an elegant, efficient, and effective floral business you can absolutely love. If you're looking to take your floristry business to six figures and beyond, to create a business that works around your life and start living and working with purpose, my love, welcome. Let this be your blueprint. Hello, my loves. Thank you for being here with me today on the Wedding Blueprint. At the time of recording this um, in Perth, we are having some significant fires. Uh, The temperature over the last week has been super high 30s and 40s, and it has been incredibly windy. And if you're not Perth-based, you might have seen on the news the level of fires that we have been having here and it's central right it's like it's not even out in the hills and it it's really devastating a lot of families so I am hoping that it hasn't got too much worse by the time that this goes to air but I am thinking about all of our beautiful floral friends as well as well as all of our clients who this is affecting Um, And I suppose I just wanted to introduce this episode with a bit of, not a caution, but this time of year all around the world can be incredibly turbulent. And that can be from a point of weather, especially here in Australia on the West Coast where I'm from in Perth. Um, We regularly have fires um, over the Christmas period and through summer. On the East Coast, there's often a lot of flood. And I know all around the world, this sort of Christmas period, although there's so much joy to experience this time of year, there can also be a lot of hurricanes, a lot of fires, a lot of floods. And that can throw us off balance when we've already got a really busy wedding season and also a really busy personal season with it being holidays. So I just want you to keep that in mind that the the more organized that you can be in your business, especially this time of year, the more that it's going to help you, especially if there ends up being some kind of turbulent time that pops up, whether that's fires, floods, you know, Christmas events, family drama, um, hurricanes, uh, uh, earthquakes, any of that. Um, those things you can't always control, but the things in your business you can. And so the more of that that you can do, the better you can be prepared. So that's often an, an angle that I'm coming from with um, the Floral Art Academy and the things that we teach there, but also this beautiful information that we share here through um, the Blueprint podcast. So Uh, I guess that's just a bit of an introduction to what's happening around our city and potentially around the world at the moment um, and the context that we're in before we get into today's episode, which is all about a really important part of your wedding and event floristry business, and that is your consultation. Now, if you don't have a consultation as part of your wedding process at the moment, do not pass go. Do not answer another email. Go and get a pen and paper 
and take some notes and start adding this to your process. So you are going to get emails all year long that say, hi, I'm Sarah. Can you give me a quote for my wedding flowers? And the answer is not without a consultation. Even when you've got an awesome booking form and your client has filled in every detail, even when they've sent through 10 inspo images and you've got a great vibe of what they're wanting, you still have a consultation. Now, there's three key reasons for this, and I'm going to share them with you now. The first one is about clarity, so avoiding ambiguities and miscommunication. Putting together a wedding quote without doing a consultation is like trying to fill in a crossword without any clues. You simply don't have enough information. You want to get really clear on what it is that your client wants, what they require and where their budget actually sits. They might have sent you 10 inspo images, but what is it about those images that they actually like and don't like? More often than not, when I meet with a client and ask them about their inspo images, they say, oh, I just included that one because I liked the coloring or yeah, I like that one, that one that I sent you of the bridal table, but I don't like the draping bit. And look, most of the time, they don't actually fill in your booking form, 100% if you have one. And when you meet with them, they've already added a couple of other different items to the list, or there's something that they missed off that they didn't think of, or they've had a meeting with their planner or their venue, and they've got some other ideas. So it's really important to have a consultation so that you can kind of iron out those ambiguities, but also their interpretation of their floral styling idea might not be accurate or might be different to yours. So their interpretation of what boho is or what luxury is or what native floral styling is might not quite be on the money for what you would call it. I've had clients say boho before and then in their discussion, what I found out is what they really want is just an earthy color palette and they still want that in a luxury style. So having that consultation is what is that beautiful clarifying step to give you all the information that you need to actually put together a proper quote for them. The second reason for doing a consultation is to weed out the price shoppers. You are going to get price shopper emails all day long, all year long, every week of your business. And if people are simply price shopping, they're likely going to waste your time because they just want to go with the cheapest options. So if you've got an email that you can send back to them that has your ballpark figures and the book booking link to book a consultation in with you, if you get crickets back from that email, you haven't wasted an hour or more of your time putting together a proposal for a couple who are just looking to get something done cheaply. If they can't give you half an hour of their time, they're probably not going to give you a great deal of their wedding budget. And Let's be fair, we want a great deal of their wedding budget to create something stunning. The third reason for having your consultation is one that is going to really help you out, and that is to build that know, like, and trust factor. And as a business owner, um, that is what you want 100%. So this is a big one. Your conversion rate is always going to be higher if you meet with the client first because you've had an opportunity to build trust and rapport with them, because you have an opportunity to sell yourself and your services to them, and you have an opportunity to position yourself as the expert they need on their wedding day. They have an opportunity to vibe with you 
or not vibe with you and vice versa. You might finish that consult and go, no, that one is not for me. Um, And then you've only invested like 30 minutes of your time to find that out rather than hours in proposal generation, in the back and forth clarifications and in follow-up. You also want the opportunity to pose your own ideas if you feel like something's not going to work in that space or that time of year or there's a better design solution for that client and come up with something more unique than the images they've saved from Pinterest. The better they know you, the more they like you and the more they trust you and feel safe having you as their wedding vendor. And we want people to be our raving fans of our work not just be picking us to check a box on their spreadsheet that they've ordered flowers for their wedding, right? So now that we've established why you absolutely need a consultation in your wedding flowers process, let's talk about how to structure and set that up in your business really easily. So let's talk about the when and where. Consultations don't have to be a huge commitment. You can have 30, 45 minute or an hour consultations. If you can't get through what you need to know in one hour, then you're not clear enough on what you actually need to know from the client. So you're doing it wrong if it's more than an hour, is what I'm saying. (laughs) And you can do your consults in person at your studio or in your shop if you have one or in a cafe or bar, but make sure that that cafe or bar actually aligns with your business vibe and the branding and the image that you're trying to portray as a business owner. I don't recommend offering going to their home because you'll end up traipsing all over the city and a consult will end up taking your whole afternoon. Trust me, I have made that mistake many times. What I love is that you can also do your consults on Zoom or on another online video call or as a phone call if you have to. I prefer to do Zoom over phone calls because it's visual. Um, And you also have the option to record it, which might help later when you're putting that proposal together, um, you know, if you need that extra reference. I also find when they're on Zoom or a phone call, they're always quicker consultations than when they're in person. There's like less faffing and niceties. Like you can do a little bit of niceties over Zoom or over the phone, but you get a bit more to the point and you're not um, hanging around waiting for people to turn up, right? There's no like late factor. People are usually pretty on time for a Zoom meeting. You can also use the excuse that like Zoom's going to kick you off in 45 minutes as well. So you've really got to keep to the time frame. Um, So when I first started my wedding floristry business, I worked from home and at that point Zoom wasn't really a thing. So I had my consultations set up as offering home visits or meeting them at a place that was midway between where I was and where they were. And I thought that I was doing them a favor, right? And I thought that if they felt like I was coming to them, that I had more buy-in from the client. And what actually happened was that ended up taking me so much time to get one simple consultation and a simple conversation done. So I had a huge chunk of travel time to get to their house, to get back from there, then, you know, you'd end up being at their house for an hour or two hours having a conversation. And all of a sudden you've invested four hours of your time in just the consultation process. I did all of my consults after hours. I had a day job at the time 
So it worked for me to do them after hours and that worked for a lot of my clients too. But I was dead by the end of the day when I was coming home from something like that. So it's really good to think about uh, how much time you're actually investing in your consultations and in your clients before you're getting a job. Obviously, you want to be there for them and you want to show up and you want to be able to sell yourself. Um, But there needs to be a balance and a measure in that too. So what I love is that post-COVID, people are fully embracing the video technology and I use that to my advantage for sure. So now my consults are pretty much always 30-minute consults. They are done on Zoom. I do offer consults in person as well. They're always at my studio here in this lovely space, in my office, not out here with my van. Um, And in that time, we'll go over everything that we need to know so that I can get it done nice and quickly. It also means I've only invested 30 minutes of my time. It's on the client to show up to. And if it's in my space, then they've got to come to me at a time that suits me as well in my calendar. So they've got to book in for a time that I have pre-arranged and set as consultation time that works for my business and my family commitments. And having that set up, means that the stakes for me are so much lower than if I've invested four hours of my time in a consultation. And that means that if I don't get the job, then I've only invested like half an hour of my time in this client, plus the proposal time after that too. But the stakes are so much lower and my investment in it is so much lower if I don't end up getting the job. Let's talk about booking software. I highly recommend investing in a calendar booking software. Timely, Acuity, Calendly, all of these are great. Most of them are between $30, $40 per month, but I tell you, that will be money well spent to save you from faffing in organizing meeting times. If you're sending three times and waiting for a client to respond, and then they do respond and then can't do any of those times, or since you sent that email between then and their reply, you've already booked somebody else in that time slot. It's just a lot of annoyance and that can be one extra step that means that they don't go with you. So have an email template with the booking link in it or even have the booking link on your website so they can book directly. It's then in their hands, not in yours. It's on your terms and all you have to do is sit back and wait for the calendar booking to come in and know that you're going to meet with a new client. So let's talk about what to cover in your consultation. What I really want to implore you to do here is to take control of the conversation to ensure that you get the information that you actually need. You might have a script or a template that you use to follow along as you're talking to them so that you don't miss anything. I do. I have a standard template that I use. I've now got a a script that is pretty much rote in my brain that I just go over every time I'm meeting with couples. Um, And couples rarely look at their wedding in a linear way. They're going to jump from bouquets to banquet tables to ceremony pieces to their mum's corsages, and you're still going to be writing notes on their bouquets, right? So part of building that know, like, trust factor is showing them that you know what you're doing and helping steer them through this process. So tell them how the meeting is going to go. You're allowed to do that. I always recommend that you give them a bit of a rundown as to why you're having this consultation and what you're going to go over today so that they know what to expect. It is so hot. A fly literally just landed on my microphone. I hope that it didn't say anything. 
All right. So when you start your consult, I always recommend starting with a compliment or something reassuring. Give them a congratulations. Um, a tell me about how you two met or you've got a gorgeous venue there. We love working in that venue or um, I've been looking forward to your meeting all day because the inspo you sent me is right up our alley. Can't wait to create something super colorful for you. Anything that you can say at the beginning of your consultation that is going to warm them to you, right, and help build that rapport in their company is going to help you out in the consultation. Give your consultation a bit of structure. So you might like to talk about statements first. You might like to talk about um, the numbers first, right? So how many tables they have, how many bridesmaids and groomsmen that they have, how many bouquets they're needing. You know, you might like to get the numbers done first. Some of that might already be in your booking form. But however you structure your consultation, um, make sure that you're in charge of the running order of it. So for my consultations, this is usually kind of what I say. So I'll say, right, so this consult is so we can get really clear on your floral vision for the day. What I usually do is go through your personal flowers, your ceremony flowers, and then your reception flowers. And at the end, we're going to talk about your logistics, the delivery information, and go over any other questions that you have for me. How does that sound? Right? So you're telling them how that conversation is going to go, and then you're going to launch into the first part of that. So Sarah, let's talk about your bouquet. Tell me about you know how you want to picture your bouquet on your day. Right? So you can sort of take control of how that conversation is going to go. And how you structure your consult, yeah, is completely up to you, how your brain works, how your process works. Um, you know, where you want to steer your couples, but do make sure that you confirm their budget, especially if they've indicated a budget window. So find out ideally if it's at the higher end or the lower end of that window before you go too far into that con conversation. Do talk about the logistics of delivery, set up, pack down, all of that, and also talk about the next step. So how long you'll take to finalize their proposal when they can expect to hear from you, what the deposit or booking fee looks like, when that's due, whether you do a final consult or have a confirmation email before their wedding, when the final invoice is due, you know, what level of changes they can make and what you'll do on their wedding day. All of this information is reassuring the client that all those background details are covered, that you know what you're doing. And you're also not left second guessing anything. So you really can know what you're doing. You're not going to get to doing their proposal later and then be like, oh, shit, I don't know where they were staying. Um, is that going to be, you know, a $20 delivery fee or an $80 delivery fee? Um, and, you know, just guessing that is not always a good idea because if they're, you know, out an hour from where you are, you want to make sure that your delivery fee is reflected properly in that. Now, they might not know all of that information in that initial consultation, so you can put your like standard metro fee in, for instance. They might change their mind on certain things or might be really early in their process when they're doing a consultation. So yeah, some things might change, but the more information that you can get up front, the more confident that they're going to feel going with you and therefore you're going to get them booked in so you can, you know, do all of those final confirmations later. Remember that the timeframes that you set for all of those next steps are up to you. So be realistic with them and stick to them. You don't want to give your clients a reason to question if they're making the right decision. 
And if anything changes, just communicate those changes with them. Remember that you're human, that they're human. But for that couple, their wedding day is high stakes. So they need to feel safe and comfortable working with you. Having a consultation as part of your process might sound like an investment of your time, but it will actually save you so much time in the long run. It's going to ensure that you're really clear on what your client wants and their expectations, help you to clarify if this job is actually one that you want to do, because you don't have to do it. You can refer them on to someone else or send them a sauce can't do where booked email if it doesn't feel like it aligns for you. And all of that helps you to be more confident on the job, helps you to be more confident in what you're doing at the end of the day. So make sure that a consultation is part of your process. Never send out a quote without having spoken to the couple first and going over all of those details. I hope you have found that really, really helpful. If you want to talk more about consultations, then hit me up. I am always open to talking about how to structure things and what can work for you in your business. Until next time, my loves, go and download a calendar booking software, add a consultation to your wedding process and get it done. My love, as always, thanks for tuning into The Blueprint today. If you found this episode useful, please share it with your flower friends, share it in your stories and give us a tag at mapleandren underscore floral art academy and connect with us for more juicy content. If you're loving the podcast, we would love it if you could go and leave us a five-star review so we can get this awesome content out to more floral folk and business owners all around the world. Thanks for your time, my love. We'll see you next week for more of The Blueprint.